No, I've got something. I've got something for you. Uh, Rory, you'll be happy to know that Austin fucked up his audio last episode. I did. Uh, I did. I just found out. I am uh, happy to know that. And Austin, yeah. I don't know if you if you were part of the conversation. I I think I was just... It wasn't really a serious lament, but it was just like, boy, it would feel good if I wasn't the only one <laughs> who ever <laughs> screwed up. <laughs> Well, hail and well met, fellow travelers. It's Saturday morning, Tuesdays, the adult podcast about children's cartoons. I am Andy. I be Austin. And I art Rory. And you guessed it, we're appropriately at the Ren Fair. (laughs) 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 We're at the Ren Fair, which is, I think, Austin's second home. Uh, yeah, I go. I do go every year. And uh, and what 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 have you what have you brought what have you brought today to share with us from from your 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 craft your travels? Table? <laughs> I'm wearing an authentic cloak and jerkin. Mm. Uh, I have a ram's antler full of mead <laughs> uh, that I drank, and now the ram's antler is full of Mister Pib. <laughs> <laughs> and spelled P I B B E. Yes. And uh, the old Turk- Pib. <laughs> <laughs> Magister Pib. <laughs> Messer Pib. Uh, and then I've got a turkey leg. And I'm going to go uh, probably give an HJ to the Hurdy Gurdy guy <laughs> so that he'll play the theme for Black Sales. Damn. Yeah. Wow. You've got your whole day planned. Yep. And then, and then when you you know when you're done with the HJ, you still got that turkey leg. Yeah, that's right. You get the, you get your strength back. That's right. I'm working on my grip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I showed up in a t-shirt and jeans, um, hoping I would find clothes here. But when I walk up to anybody, they kind of just they give me a look that sort of makes me feel like they're not going to do business with me. Is that normal? Is that okay? Have I fucked yeah, up? Yeah, I think they assume you're from a foreign the country. Or... I'm a kid in King Arthur's court, baby. Right. Is that a viable cosplay to do at Ren Fair? is to be the kid from a kid at King Arthur's court? You could try it. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's really <laughs> fun, actually. <laughs> You'd be a piece of shit. Rory, what are you, what are you up to at Ren Fair? Oh, so what I typically do, uh, I, I doth, that's, no, that's take, is that off? That's off. Okay, well, I, first I doth the robe, wash it, clean it, put it on, don it. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, there you go. It's sort of a, sort of a, sort of a Fra- Franciscan monk sort of vibe. Um, mm. It's an easy costume, but you can't fuck with it. Um, and then I go around spanking the horses. <laughs> okay, somebody's <laughs> got to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they uh that, that used to be a position of of high renown in the horse banker. <laughs> yeah, know, well, I've reclaimed it. <laughs> yeah. You know, my favorite thing to do at Renfair actually is to um unmask all the centurions. Yeah. <laughs> that, or what about unmask one unmask all the masks? All the members of Mask. Centurions. Remember what we did last week? Do y'all remember the cartoons we watched last week and how they were these ones, the Mask one and the Centurions one? How we decided <laughs> to do it again? <laughs> we did. It sounds so nice. We did it twice. Yeah. We've killed and we may kill again. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to be coy about this. I was trying to figure out what episodes to follow after that first one. And... I discovered that both shows had an episode that in some way revolved around Stonehenge. 
Uh, and that seemed like as good of a decision as any. Do they both you know, revolve around Stonehenge? Especially for two, like, <laughs> machine man laser transforming vehicle shows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, to both see how they handle a Stonehenge quest is uh, <laughs> just delicious beyond measure. Well, and, and I think... I, I'm not positive what Rory was getting at, but maybe he was getting at the fact that one of these shows is actually about Sunhenge and not Stonehenge. Sunhenge, <laughs> right? So they don't get sued by the country by, of by England. Big Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, that's oh, our God. rocks. Notoriously litigious country of England. <laughs> oh, somebody yeah. wants to be a colony. I see. <laughs> not without talking to us first um yeah sure, it'd be so... a shame if somebody civilized your people Austin <laughs> <laughs> yeah England there's nothing mm. you can do that England hasn't done yep they're the worst uh hey that's honestly I, I've got nothing else for a preamble we did Stonehenge weird robot guy shows welcome and... to Stonehenge week welcome to Stonehenge week <laughs> It's, it's Stonehenge go. week in the tent. <laughs> All of our contestants are going to be building Stonehenge out of gingerbread. That's Let's henge. <laughs> Finish it. Bring it Stone. Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Mask, mask, mask. <laughs> Every time I'm ready. Whenever you do it, I'm ready. <laughs> mask That's all I gotta Crusaders. say. Working all the time, fighting crime, fighting crime. Secret Raiders. Wait, oh I think we should stop there. I think. Mm-hmm. Working overtime is that what we're talking about? The OT policy? Secret Raiders doesn't sound like the good guys. <laughs> no. Also, the woman in the last episode knew Tracker from television or whatever. Like, hey, you're the famous Tracker. He's not a secret raider. Yeah. Yeah. This show's built on a throne of lies. Yeah. He yeah. knows what's also, behind the masquerade. Famous, yeah. famous hero Tracker. Exactly. What the fuck? We all know what lies behind the masquerade. You spend more time not wearing masks than you spend in masks. Fuck. Anyway, we watched Mask again. We did. Mask. Mask! I can just do this anytime. I have incredible power. Um. Yeah, yeah, okay. So this is Mask episode 17, Mystery of the Rings. Which I think was a Sonic the Hedgehog game. Uh, that was uh, Sonic and the don't Secret you, Rings. Don't, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> the dungeon has no meaning anymore. <laughs> oh well, not since you moved the recording station down to in front of my cell. <laughs> I, I like it down here now. <laughs> it's been very convenient for you, and that's on us. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Here's the synopsis. Venom goes to Sunhenge with three mystic rings that will point the way to a wealth of ancient treasure. Treasure. <laughs> treasure. <laughs> now, can someone explain to me the opening moments here? Are we at a Ren Fair, or is this what these people live like in this country? Okay, so I, I think it's so gotta be this Ren is Fair. what it is. It is. It seems to be England's official, their national Ren Fair. <laughs> That uh-huh. they throw for the whole country where they show off all of their priceless jewels in a tent. 
<laughs> and all of their weird old things like jesters and wizards with orbs. <laughs> yeah, and like jesters that do real magic, as far as we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I was Oh, they colonized the planet and they're so silly. <laughs> the silliest people in the world also they could not and and i'm saying this for both shows we watched this week i don't want to give away too much about centurions just yet because i think Uh it's good to leave a little bit of mystique uh because there's no way the listener watched the centurions episode uh (laughs) that we're going to talk about but um neither of these shows could get a real british person for for any of these accents because they definitely didn't. No. I think I think my favorite know? part about this whole sequence is the fact that they will refuse they refuse to say England and the guy, the Duke that he talks to, that that fucking Matt Tracker's talking to at the beginning here, just keeps saying this country or my this country. country. Yeah. And it's very awkward and extremely obvious that they're pointedly not saying something. And it like makes you it can really say weird. Say England. I don't do <laughs> Can you? <laughs> I, yeah, I no. you, you can. Uh, it's do you not know illegal. What, do you guys know what they call? Do you know what the English call the second floor in a building? They call it the first floor, my friend. They call it the first floor. <laughs> <laughs> they can't count to one, and they took over the world. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Some people are, are weird about the like zero and one stuff. Like, there's the there's that like Jeopardy question on like the beginning of jeopardy that like stumped everybody when it's like what's the oh, first day what's the first di- calendar the first day year. of the 20th century uh-huh. and it's like oh january 1st 19 or 1900 like no it was 1901 like, <laughs> okay okay so you know but well, where but were the, all the, the pedants but, talking but about the thing about that is that it's so funny how, how many people got mad at that and they're like no it's fucking not but like I mean, it is because if you go and you count, There's like no you learned how to do year, in elementary right. school, you can count it for yourself and realize that it's true. It doesn't feel good that it's true, no. but like right. it 100. is real. Yeah. When we get a new digit, <laughs> you know, when we get a two in our digit, that's we should the be new... allowed to party. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. It's a right. new digit celebration. I should be allowed <laughs> to get fucking pissed drunk and make out with people I'm not supposed to because of the two now. The year it's 2000 was not the year 2000. <laughs> it was the year 1999. We were still partying we were like still it was partying. 1999. Um, no, I, this 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 opening is very is very strange. We're at a Ren Fair of some sort. We're getting exposition about these three secret rings where an ancient king hid his treasure. Uh at the, if you have all three rings, they point the way, and they're showing off one. There's another one that's completely lost, and then the Duke reveals to Matt Tracker that he has the third one. And reveals by, like, they're in the tent at this, like, 18-person Ren Fair, um, <laughs> in a tent looking at this priceless ring, and then the rich Duke is like, uh, actually, there's more of them. And, like, let's go right outside the tent in public, and I'll show you my cool ring and how I also have one of them. Unfortunately, the whereabouts of the other two rings is unknown. Not quite true. Let's go. And, yeah, uh, you you're, know, way you're, to lock you're that down, fucking, bud. You're going to lose your shit when I show you what I got on my finger. Dude, can't wait. Uh, yeah, it's it's really odd. But this, this is our setup. Uh, obviously, you know it doesn't take long for Venom to show up and completely fuck up this Ren Fair trying to get a hold of these rings. The National Red um, Fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's worth it's worth a quick little jaunt over to or over to our favorite Scott and T Bob drama. Oh. How how <laughs> is it that Scott and T Bob are both the worst of the episodes and the best of the episodes? <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just full because I think for me what's fun is is the is the rubber banding of stakes so severely <laughs> that it's the, just the whiplash is kind of entertaining. That's true. That's a good, that's a good way to put it. Right. Is like, okay, we're dealing with guys in really drab car action with no humor or anything in mech suits. Mm-hmm. And then like Scott and his robot shows up 
and his jilted <laughs> robot. And they're like, hey, can we borrow five bucks? <laughs> like, what are you doing here, Scott? <laughs> it's very well, funny. It's, it's super great because we 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 join them in the middle of their scene. And we very quickly learn that Scott has essentially shoved a camera inside of T-Bob. A film uh, camera, mind you. It's Which is very funny, the idea of having a robot from the future or something <laughs> who needs film. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm out know, of film. It's, it's always funny the ways that they didn't imagine the future. Uh, yes. Like when, they, when they've invented crazy future technologies, but like just nobody thought about having a phone in your pocket. Like, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hey, which makes kind of, it kind of makes sense, but it's always entertaining, right? The way that, the way that it's just the oversight of it all. In yes. the future, anyone can have a film camera inside them. <laughs> Just think, sometimes film cameras will be the size of your pinky. You still have to develop it. <laughs> yeah, in a dark room. Uh, yeah, so Scott Scott is trying to get a really good photo of him taken by T-Bob so that he can turn it into a postcard so that he can send the postcard home from definitely not England to some girl, Gloria, that he's sweet on. And But isn't that just the lowest stakes <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, yeah. I have to get hundred percent. Well, I haven't even. I, I guess. I guess. I, I didn't even state the part that is actually the stakes that are that are at stake. Which is, I that... mean, you want to get the girl to fall in love with you. Like that can be fun, but the, all the drama centered around taking the photograph. Well, <laughs> right. And the drama cause... then is is when the postcard store closes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, the <laughs> logistics and the fact that he needs money to turn this photo into a postcard. He's like, fuck. Dad is so not playing ball with me right now. He's trying to save the world. And I'm just trying to get five bucks so I can get to the postcard store on time. I guess I better well, go to the battlefield again. And of course, the English the English only trade in, you know, silver. <laughs> in colonized gold. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, so that's Latin. what's going on with, uh, <laughs> with Scott and T-Bob. They're... Uh, they're they Scott keeps wandering into scenes where where Matt is like, you know, talking about finding ancient treasure, and he's like, "Dad, I need, Dad, I need ten bucks." And he's like, "Later, Scott," and he's like, "Fuck, Dad, come on, <laughs> Daddy's on the hunt for treasure." <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have to drop this clip. So Venom does show up. Venom gasses the whole fucking Ren Fair. Uh, they really love sleeping gas this week. Yes. And people are collapsing left and right. And some cockney dude runs out of the tent and goes, They've stolen the ancient treasures. <laughs> that could be a sound clip too for our. We could just do all. This week is going to be a rich gold mine of uh, little drops for the theme song. Susan, you use your laser. Two. Susan. <laughs> um, I am. Baffled by... <laughs> I am. I'm baffled by the decision. To have your show called Mask, which again, the show really isn't about masks. Nope. Um, even as much as they try to brand it in that way or sort of shoehorn. Jam it in. Yeah. They try to jam the use of masks. However, they can't even have any function of masks that masks have, for example, being Hiding resistant identity. to sleep gas. Uh, yes. Yes. So, the the villains use sleep gas and later the good guys use smoke against people wearing full full face helmets with breathing apparatuses on them. What is the point of wearing that whole thing if not to help you resist gas? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's it's ridiculous. Cause yeah, you're right. They 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 put sleeping gas in the good guys' cars, and we see them blatantly wearing their masks, going oh, and collapsing, you, <laughs> you know, through their a... sci-fi helmets. You um, have like air tanks in the. Oh, God, <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that they don't even let masks hide their identity or be useful in that way. Because, well, that's also true. Because, uh, they they ever so slightly make the the weird film camera inside of T-Bob useful for the main plot because T-Bob runs off after the thieves and gets photos of them. And later, Matt Tracker is looking at him and he's like, yep, it's Venom. How can you tell? And I got a photo. I recognize the boots. Mm. So like, if they're wearing masks to conceal their identity, but then they've got telltale boots? 
Well, that's on them. Boots. Boots. Oh, fuck. We should make that show. Boots. That's the Dora the Explorer monkey, right? Oh, yeah. You might be right. Boots is also a word. <laughs> that's, ooh, that's a good point. That's no coincidence. Well, I'd be like, you heard the word boots and be like, we can't do oh, that. The Dora that's monkey? The mo- that can't, it's already the monkey. The only use for that word is the monkey from Dora the Explorer. They've already <laughs> taken that. They've already made up that word and taken it. So the Duke has his um, his ring stolen in a huge nonsense car chase sequence, blah, blah, blah. So they, they've they got some Venom has two of the three rings. And so now they just need to find the third one. And the Duke has had archaeologists who think they know where it might be. And uh, so essentially the Venom trails these archaeologists to Stonehenge. Uh, sorry, Sunhenge. Thank you. And uh, and so that's where they, they're going to find this third and final ring. Um, you know, in and amongst sequences of of Scott trying to distract Matt to give him ten dollars to get down to the postcard <laughs> store, um, and so <laughs> look, I have to I have to drop this this dialogue. This is not. I I don't think this is particularly relevant to anything. I just am baffled by the fact that this is the take they took. Um, Matt is talking to the Duke, and he says. Look, Gerald, I still want to help you recover the stolen rings. And I don't... <laughs> he took yeah, like a whole second pause, pause in yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. And I think he said, I want to help you recover the stolen <laughs> Like, it sounds like he flubbed the line and then they didn't want to record it again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very, very strange. Yeah, um, one take Jake over here. <laughs> but he figures out this puzzle. We got another good puzzle, another good uh, classic mask puzzle. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sato Sato doesn't have any any fun rhymes and riddles no, this time. No good riddles. Uh, I, these I don't puzzles even... are so frustrating to me. They're because they're not they're not meals, and not Mm-mm. just because we're adults who can figure out the puzzle. Because they're they're not really solvable, other than like yeah, you know, kind of what the gist is, obviously, because it's obvious, but. More than that, it's the fact that they're addressed so quickly and with such ease. Right. They, for this being a, a it, century, millennia old riddle or something. Yeah, kind it, that... it, it, it just, yeah, it just doesn't have, it doesn't, it has no oomph at any time. Yeah, this isn't an Indiana Jones, you know, the penitent man kneels moment. This is just time. That's it. What's it, Dad? I have a hunch. The X stands for the Roman numeral 10 on an ancient sundial. The B on the first ring could stand for the Roman numeral five. Yeah, good job, fucking. And Mensa. they they point they point to things like a sundial, and you know what else is a sundial? Is Sunhenge. So let's go there. <laughs> That's the, the riddle. And then yeah. the archaeologists are just sort of sifting with like a little like a gold like a gold sieve yeah. for like panning. <laughs> You know, and just these like they take two seconds like, ah, hey, we found the ring. No, it's so fucking funny, dude. It they find the ring. Venom walks up and is like, yoink immediately. And after this whole sequence of Matt going, feeling so proud of himself for solving this puzzle, Venom has no trouble solving the puzzle. They're like, yeah, the rings with the X and the, yeah, they go in the spots like the sundial. Let's put them over in the thing. Like the, the because he zooms just... in, he he puts a magnifying glass on one of the rings and it has the little fiddle dee dee riddle inside the <laughs> ring band. That's like place me on the platforms three, and then of course the the treasure tee, you know whatever it says. It's... I am the third ring of three. My number is one, as you can see. Place all three stones one by ten. And very rich become all men. I just love that the bad guys are like also adept at these riddles. There's no, They've there's no. they used to it. I guess, you know, this is 17 episodes of dealing with mask and, and Sato's <laughs> many puzzles. <laughs> oh, fuck. I don't even know if it's worth talking about the rest of it, right? I mean, it's more nonsense. Uh, Stonehenge turns into kind of like a laser light show. Oh, um, oh fuck. Oh fuck. I can't believe I forgot. Um 
when the archaeologists find the ring inside the sand, they find it inside a little tiny treasure <laughs> chest. It really is like mm-hmm. imagine a video like an aquarium game chest. <laughs> yeah, like imagine like a video game or a fucking you know a D and D treasure chest, a Zelda treasure chest with the lock and everything. But it's about two inches big and it's got a little <laughs> ring inside of it. And that's that's where it's been hidden for centuries and in, in a little tiny chest. Does it have a little key? <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Scott and T. Bob find the treasure. They randomly yeah, end they, up. They stumble. They stumble by, and and you know, I I will say that was my one laugh of the episode was knowing that they are on the quest for twenty bucks, and they're the ones who stumble <laughs> into this like, you know, yeah. king. Yeah, but they don't. Horde. They don't immediately. They don't make a joke out of that because it would have no. been really funny if Scott had been like, "Wow, do you think the." Do you, do you think the postcard think the shop postcard takes store? diamonds? Yeah. Right. Like that could have been funny, but instead he goes, wow, look at all this treasure. We got to save it for dad. So like, I don't know. I feel like they, they miss an opportunity there uh, to sort of double down on the, on the ridiculousness of these kids. Yes. finding the treasure. So when they save the day, when mask saves the day, um, one, is it, what is it? Mask. What's his name? Mask. Mama, mama, mask. mask. <laughs> no, no, it's like Maelstrom Menace. Oh yeah, yeah. His his name's oh fuck. <laughs> Miles Mayhem. Mayhem. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Mayhem is in a jet, and he he screams out his signature line. I'm getting airship. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I guess his problem wasn't a missile, but he had to, he turned around too fast and got a bad tummy. um so you know he every episode he's thrown out the most like low effort i'll get you i'll get you next time Mm -hmm. boy the next time i'll do it you know (laughs) yeah that kind of classic just reset the status quo but it does yeah he doesn't scream it into the void i know yeah Yeah. at least other shows really sort of chew the scenery about it but i am just really like do oh, I, do I well, in seven it? days, I get to try again. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Same time next week. Um, now, the Duke, when the Duke apparently gets his treasure back, we don't see the Duke sort of absconding with all of his colonizer riches. Yeah. Um, but we do hear Tracker say, Boy, the Duke was sure happy to get those diamonds. He's going to use them to help his country's money problems. Which, like, yeah, yeah sure, bud. Of course mm-hmm. you are. Yeah, you're. I'm sure you're giving His it to the poor country's poor. financial problems. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. You're not putting them in an account and and sitting there for the next sixty years or whatever. <laughs> um, that, no, there is a, there's a sailor says there's another. Well, PSA. yes, there is a sailor says about skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, don't skate on the street. <laughs> That's it. It kind of boat both of them were sort of just like don't go in the street. Yeah. <laughs> both are very anti-street. <laughs> well, like I think skate on private say, like, property. Yeah, private property or skate parks. That's funny. Like, shouldn't you say like your private property? Like, it's totally okay to skate on other people's private property. <laughs> as long as you own land, you're okay to skate. <laughs> skate anywhere you can't sue the city. <laughs> The city says. <laughs> uh, well, fucking okay, great. Mama, Another mama really mask. good ep- mask. Let's go to his boss. Rory, I love it when you tell us about ads. Mm. You know why? Well, because you just you commit yourself so fully to the capitalist marketplace and the sort of exchange of ideas and, and you know, the power of the free market. And I can just feel your dedication to whatever you're talking about, just how much you love products. The free market and, and products. The, the free market and how, how the exchange of goods and services works in this day and age. And so I just, I love that. And so if you could treat us one more time uh, to your incredible gift, can you tell us about our new sponsor, Stevens Beavers? 
Stevens Beavers is great, you guys. And let me tell you something. Uh, if you, if you, if you're like me, uh, you've you've thought a couple. You've had a couple thoughts. Uh, one, uh, uh, these these ho- these 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 housing prices have gotten out of control. Out of control. <laughs> yeah. Out of Thanks control. Joe Biden. Thank you, Hunter Biden. <laughs> uh, so let me tell you guys about what's going on down at Stevens Beavers. Uh, you Wait, might not know this. What was your second thought? <laughs> I don't know. You know, free market rules, baby. <laughs> so let me tell you about this revolution because... Uh, you know, nature nature provides. We've we've known this forever, and yet, and yet, the the uh, the thirst to touch the sky, to climb our own Tower of Babel, mm. uh, has has tormented humanity uh, these these many years. And the whole time we've been paying for houses uh, at, uh, at you know an unprecedented rate. Uh, Let's not forget the original, the original construction worker uh, of uh, you know of Mother Earth, the Beaver. Stevens Beavers is uh, a great way to you purchase, depending on the size of the home you want, you purchase any number of beavers to uh, you know build a build you a build you a nice river dam. And That's good, can I? You know, for the cost of, for the cost of a beaver, they they chop their own trees. <laughs> Build their own, they build we all know what that is. <laughs> Boy, the beaver prices these days are <laughs> actually surprisingly stable. That's the thing. That's the thing. It's it's a much more economical and environmentally friendly. Uh, one thing Hunter Biden can't ruin is the <laughs> cost of beavers. And beavers fucking love it. So beavers famously resistant to inflationary pressure. <laughs> As well as the liberal media. Yeah. <laughs> no economic log jams here. Oh. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a small, it's a small, uh, I guess you'd call it ranch, beaver ranch. Uh, just producing, producing you the can. most, uh, the, yeah, the most productive, the most productive and, uh, uh, you know, engineering minded beavers on the market. Like if you go and get, just get a beaver out of the creek. Uh, that guy's, that guy's not going to know six ways from Sunday. He's going to, he's, it, or she, feminism. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Right. <laughs> Women beavers build houses too. <laughs> yeah. We, I'm not afraid to talk about female I'm beavers. not afraid to say it, <laughs> but do not say it in front of these fucking manga beavers. <laughs> Cause that is, you know, Stevens is sort of a survivalist, you know, off the grid type, uh, he does oh. breed. A, he breeds a good beaver, but his politics leave a don't, little bit. Don't to get be into a conversation about. It. <laughs> Keep it strictly business, you know. Six beavers, please. Oh, looking to have a McMansion, huh? <laughs> a real six beaver deal. No, actually, I do have a question. Is it? Are you stuck with sort of their natural tendency towards rivers and and dam shapes? You know, they do. They do live in lakes and bogs as well. Oh, so I can have a bog dam. <laughs> yeah, man, dude. And then the, and the price is the price on bogs is great. <laughs> now I've got a question, Rory. Can you get them to work with materials that are not just like twigs and twigs and logs? Can you get them to work with, say, like shiplap or like a nice, you know, rustic brick? Uh, brick, no. But like anything you anything you know that you put up in their area, sort of. You know, if it's long, if you, if you can convince them it's a tree, they'll build with it. Okay, great. That so makes maybe sense. I can get some shiplap up there. Yeah. Yeah, and have a... But, you know, uh, again, Mother Nature provides. Uh, I, I uh, <laughs> Twigs and mud are going to be around a lot longer than your brick, sir. Yeah, it's very important for us here at Saturday Morning Tuesdays to make sure all of our products are apocalypse-proof. So, <laughs> <laughs> An ongoing promise from us. And made of uh, materials that Austin made up on the fly, like shiplap. Shiplap is real. You, I am 100% positive on that. No. Agree to disagree.
oh, well, yo ho ho, or um, whatever the no, English. No, that's what they say. There's Pirate the Weekend at Ren Faire. So that works. Is, is there really? The, yeah. Do pirates really? Isn't that like a different vibe in a different time frame? It's all. I'm saying there's a Pirate Weekend, there's a Star Trek Weekend. And there's a Star Trek Weekend oh, at Fair, they, Like they go back like Star Trek? Yeah, yeah. It's like a time traveler weekend. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. You should go. <laughs> is there oh, a is there uh, a, a a San Diego Comic Con equivalent for Ren Fair? Is there a big one, a main one? I have Top to. Dog? I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure yeah. that the Ren Fairs in California are fucking like legit as hell. Hmm. I was gonna say it's called Burning Man, but well, the, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> but that's like that's like that's like you know, that's like Ren Fair. gutter gutter punk Ren Fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all smell. Everyone <laughs> smells here. Everyone has a smell. It's <laughs> my favorite kid's book. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, this one we're hitting, we're hitting a heavy hitter. Um, mm. <laughs> one of the greats, one of the all-time greats. Uh, behind only, I don't know, Dracula? Maybe, yeah. Ma- <laughs> this is the Centurions episode 38, Merlin. <laughs> Crystal, Ace, and Jake meet her history college professor at a fair. So I guess she went to history college. <laughs> yep. It's kind of neat. Yeah. Uh, suddenly, they are attacked by Doc Terror. They, uh, the professor reveals he, his discovery of the location of Merlin's tomb. (laughs) (laughs) The mummy, Merlin's mummy. The mummy also up there. He gets kidnapped by his assistant who works for terror. Oh, that's the the knot. Oh, you guys, (laughs) you guys, this episode has everything <laughs> <laughs> it also starts at a red fair it also starts at a global at some sort of national red fair of england yeah <laughs> uh with with a terrible terribly accented college professor who also has a hot lead on an ancient sort of missing artifact in england's this history is so fu- i feel like this is used as a as a plot device in things much too good to get away with it um, but the way that they so nakedly present it uh, gave me a little chuckle. He just went to a normal library and got a normal book and was like, oh, look, it's full of runes leading to Merlin's treasure. <laughs> I've got a hot tip. I've got an incredible tip on this thing. I just I I'm still trying to figure out why they're even at a Ren fair. I mean, it's it's yeah. just for flavor. It doesn't actually contribute anything. Yeah, what the brought the centurions here to a Ren Fair? They're just like, hanging out. Apparently, also, so Crystal is here with her monkey. Um, and apparently, yeah. you can just bring your monkey to a Ren Fair. <laughs> oh, is it a they monkey? Because now I remember specifically yes, an saying it's an ape. Well, well, here's the thing. Uh, no, I wasn't being. I wasn't being a dick. Oh, okay. Um, I did. I did say it's an orangutan in the first episode. Uh, rewatching this one. This thing has, I think, a lot more commonalities with a weird little Bigfoot than a <laughs> than any ape. It's it's got like the hands and feet are fully hairy. Like it's not a monkey. It mm-hmm. does feel like they have altered they've made the some way creative, that they animate. They made some creative choices without a draw monkey. <laughs> it it just it it seems different this episode because the monkey's actually like she's running around and her. She's more oh, expressive, yeah, being yeah. not wearing her like little harness or whatever that she was right, wearing right, right. in episode one. And yeah, so it does seem space. like they've sort of shaked up. Yeah. They're also not on a, on a flying satellite. Um, and they're instead at a Ren fair at an English Ren fair. Mm-hmm. I, okay. It's just the weekend getting... market in England. Yeah, maybe, but it, sure it, it oh, I have, <laughs> yeah, I have it open. It's in... like, <laughs> The, it was like the yeah. It says no. It says the Merry Antiquarian Fair on the days of King Arthur is what this giant banner says. So I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's a twee British fair. 
Right. And here's and just, the other thing that was so odd to me because they really, again, sort of called it out and did it so poorly was when she's talking to her history college professor. Uh, <laughs> and he mentions how he's her professor. And she's like, if I remember correctly, nobody knows which is what's real and what's not. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. King Arthur's a story. Merlin's not real. Wizards aren't real. I mean, I get that they're going to make Merlin real, so I guess they have to sort of change. But it presented as fact that, like, just nobody knows was so odd to me. To, especially in a, in a children's show in the era of, like, having to sort of feign educational value. When they're like, you just guys, this show. You've just about- taken a kid backwards in their education. <laughs> yes. But this this show is about dudes with future suits and rockets and lasers. Mm-hmm. Why did they have to make Merlin real? Why did they canonize did we, Merlin's tomb? What did we miss in the last 37 episodes? Is this gone full weird? What we like, missed was them Christian running now. out of all other ideas. <laughs> yeah, Christian God shows up a couple times. It's pretty cool. And Jesus yeah, sure. murdered Merlin for his sacrilege. <laughs> That was around episode 28, I think. <laughs> yeah, it was right about when they gave T-Bob a soul. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was my, that was, that's, that's, that's mask. Oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, oh, it's like they get confused because they're both trash. Um, they're going <laughs> to baptize, baptize the ape. <laughs> <laughs> I want her raised in the Christian way. <laughs> okay. So, so I want to I want to talk about something. Her father's real quick. Catholic. <laughs> the monkey. <laughs> we need to talk about this. Crystal's down on the planet with with Lucy the monkey. I know two fucking things in this world. I love bananas, <laughs> and Jesus was real. <laughs> when shit goes down, they still call Sky Vault for their equipment. And the mm-hmm. computer yeah, she doesn't need to, doesn't need does to be it. in yep. a cubicle in space for no reason. Yeah, they fully yeah, realize that torturous. the computer can do literally everything that she could do. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was basically like Sigourney Weaver in Galaxy Quest that just like, <laughs> yes. I read out what the computer says. That's my whole job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fucking wild. I mean, I'm glad to see Crystal down on the ground and being materially more involved. But like, it is, it is a little upsetting that like, at some point, someone must have just realized, like, oh, your job is bullshit. Should they have automated uh, your job away? Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We used AI Elon tools. Musk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah enjoy the God. profile picture, AI art. <laughs> <laughs> now you don't have a job. <laughs> uh, so when, when uh, fucking... Oh, what are the bad guys? It's not Venom. What are they? It's it's Doc Terror and his. Oh God, the tra- they have a I name. Heard some, in one of them, yes. I heard them say the traumatizers. Is that yes? Yes, what they are. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But there's so, only like two or three of them. There's not a lot of bad guys. On the Wikipedia article, there is a whole bulleted list here that says there were many types of cyborgs. Oh yeah, I'm sure that there's like you know one offs and whatever. Day players, but. The the there's only like two main dudes, Doc Terror and uh, right. What's his, what's his doofus? Hacker, Hacker yeah. yeah. But like it says, there are traumatizers, strafers, ground borgs, uh, <laughs> cyber panthers, <laughs> ground borgs, cyber panthers, <laughs> cyber <laughs> panthers, and cyber sharks. Wow. Oh shit! A robot shark introduced later in the series could combine <laughs> with the cyber panther. Oh, oh, uh, oh, now we're kicking with a panther that. shark. <laughs> we're going to have to do sharks. another episode. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, the traumatizers. So when the traumatizers show up, we also need to just just say it out loud. They're dressed up for Ren Faire, too. They're on horseback in full knight armor with laser lances. Yeah, <laughs> and it's okay. Everything. So... Yeah, so so though it's unclear in the episode that those are actually no, we don't know anything about bad it. guys because it really feels like those are just laser knights <laughs> does, at the Ren Fair that just decide to start attacking them, <laughs> start to go and have a little like, fun. We don't know. It's like, the future. Did, there could be laser knights. Did so? Doc Terror followed the Centurions to the Ren Fair. Where yeah. disguised where, all of his coincidentally, guys. Coincidentally, 
a a a, a college a history college history professor. College professor. <laughs> Uh, he decided has, to say, now that you're at the Ren Fair, I'm going to tell you that I know where Merlin's tomb is because I found his map. <laughs> yeah. And and there's another research person with him. Melinda. Melinda. Oh, right. Okay, yes. He has somebody on the inside. And it sounds like that's Susan, right? That's Susan who yeah, uses we're gonna a laser. Th- that's probably yeah, Amber, it's Amber gonna be, right? No, we're, we're thinking, I thought it was going to be Amber because she's a brunette. And I was wondering, like, why isn't anyone saying that that's obviously Doc Terra's daughter, Amber? Turns out it wasn't. Different it was person. This girl, Melinda. Looks identical. Looks identical. <laughs> <laughs> and Melinda, as we learn later... Uh, has ul- ulterior motives because she is the descendant of Morgan Le Fay or Morgana Le Fay or whatever. And, uh, and Merlin ruined their good name. Yes. <laughs> and she, and she's so, like, what is that what she says? Doesn't she say she's like, Excalibur returns to its rightful heir at last. Our blood has been restless since that knave Arthur stole the sword from my ancestor Morgana Le Fay centuries ago. Now together we shall rule the world. That's like somebody being like John Hitler being, being like, you know what? Our name gets a bad rep. I didn't do I was here. I wasn't there. And for now, forever, Hitler's just gonna mean the, that guy. Come on. Fuck. I'm gonna go kill my- Merlin. Second cousin <laughs> twice removed, and suddenly I get all the bad rap and weird looks. Uh no, so Melinda Melinda absconds with the directions to Merlin's dead body, and that's essentially the main the main thing that that is that's the, that's the bad thing that occurs. And she takes it straight to um to Doc Terror to get his help, and so now they're teamed up going to find Merlin. Um, which is just a it's just a great a great idea. Whoever had the idea for this episode, I yeah. love it. I yep. I just love yep. it. Absolute kiss, um, kiss, delicious. Um, did you notice that they called them exoframes? Yeah, I Does did. Does that sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did mm-hmm. they have mm-hmm. to call them e-frames in ExoSquad because <laughs> exoframe was already taken? <laughs> Maybe because of Centurions. God, I'm sorry. I'm watching the episode right now, and it's just so upsetting how wide Doc Terror is. I don't get over it. <laughs> he's so, so off-center, and it's so bad. <laughs> oh, God. He just lumbers around like a weird... Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. And he's got the pegs, too. He's got these empty pegs that you would put exciting equipment into, and it's just like staring mm. into a void. Um, Crystal decides to, and I quote... I think retrace the professor's research. So she's just going to redo his life's work, um, which entails going to the library. Yes. Now, before this, when, when they got double crossed by the research assistant, that isn't Amber. Um, Melinda. She uses Melinda. Yeah, it's Melinda. She uses some kind of like sleep gas again mm-hmm. um, on, on crystal. Which yeah. is just worth mentioning because this is the first time that Crystal gets knocked unconscious <laughs> in this episode. Um, very soon in the library, she will come across a sort of ancient mystical book uh, that nobody <laughs> seemed to look at. With like map Merlin's... quest directions to Merlin. Yeah. And, and then there's some <laughs> sort of library snake, ro- <laughs> like some sort of snake librarian death robot. <laughs> um, spinning knives. <laughs> that activates... Uh, like a sleeper agent that was just hanging out before, and whenever somebody like, why would they leave the book around? It just, <laughs> I know. Summons, summons the knife snake. Look, I'll put a robot in a library, but I won't steal a book. I have, I have a line I won't cross. For the librarian, death snake you wouldn't, robot. You no wouldn't way. download a book, would you? <laughs> um. Yeah, but he starts attacking her, and then the library catches fire, and she gets knocked unconscious again in the span of five minutes. Uh, She's out. I guess that's why they keep her in space, right? Because. uh, Yeah. She just, you know, can't, can't got really low blood pressure. Yeah. Um, And, and Max Ray has to come to the rescue in, in the most extra way possible. Uh, He, he's, he's got his water gear on and he drops a fucking water mine. 
He's like a yeah. hydro mine. Okay, and this it, is that it Aquaman thing. A depth charge. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is the Aquaman thing stuff. I was talking about last episode, where like he's cl- he's clearly he's dealing with a land problem, but he's <laughs> a water guy, so he's got to leave the library. He's got to get on his his diving gear to go into the water and then create a mine and then blow up the water and then use the water to douse the house. Yeah, because he creates a fucking tidal wave that he rides to the second floor of the library to get to get what's her face to get Crystal. Right, right. It's extremely involved. <laughs> it's also, they were really twiddling their thumbs for time, or isn't it? <laughs> but some kind of Rube Goldberg machine of like, hey, this person's suffocating. Great, I gotta jump into the water really quick and then <laughs> use somehow find a way. To use my diving suit to force the spaghetti out of your windpipe. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Okay. We got to get to the main event. Doc Terror is given a magical mirror from Melinda. It's been in her family since forever. And she's like, this is how you get into Merlin's tomb. And they go to Stonehenge. And he holds up the mirror. And some runes happen. A big spooky tomb comes out, and I'm expecting Merlin's dead body. But no, it's just Merlin napping, and he wakes he's, up like nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's fully there. Um, he's just Merlin been is alive. There. He's been having. Should a... be a baby. <laughs> mm. Why is that? Oh, he, he's a uh, Benjamin Button. He does time backwards. Oh, although I think he ages normally. But experience times backwards. So he was a, he knew everything and when he was born. I don't know. He's time he's backwards time. It's hard. Yeah. It's difficult. <laughs> it's it's Arthurian. No one knows the boundaries. Yeah. Uh what I love is that <laughs> against all logic, fucking Doc Terror seems to think Merlin works on genie rules. <laughs> because yeah, he's he like is. from here on you'll do my bidding. <laughs> And he's like, it's why? So funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he shoots him with a laser, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing, is that he fucking overpowers Merlin immediately with modern laser technology, and Merlin goes down like a chump. <laughs> yeah, I, which makes you really wonder why he, he had the thought in the first place that he could just sort of, I don't know, wake up Merlin and, and make him into <laughs> make him his, be his friend. Make him... <laughs> <laughs> know we're gonna hang out and rule the world or whatever i don't know i never read myth i didn't do the reading oh my god i thought you'd be cool man (laughs) i didn't want to have to do this merlin uh yeah and and then all the good guys arrive and everybody makes a complete fucking mess of a heritage site they They decide to nuke stonehenge basically pretty forking wild uh yeah yeah so the the three mm-hmm. our three main boys are trapped under the rubble with their new best friend merlin yep who's pissed because they took his crown and with they the shot crown with a laser getting... merlin's yeah. crown <laughs> they shot me with a laser they took merlin's crown and with the Which crown they can crown, go get excalibur right? Yeah, sure it's it was crown. I wish he called it. He says a third person. They've stolen Merlin's crown. <laughs> yeah, so the bad guys are now off to go parlay with the Lady of the Lake for Excalibur, it seems. And uh, that's incredible. And, and that's just, I guess, there. a jaunt over to the left. So or this something. is again where I, I think I, I just want to reemphasize. That they're saying all of Arthurian legend is real. Now, yes. sure, there can be a king named Arthur. There may have been. Mm-hmm. There can be a court wizard who knew, you know, whatever. Like a some basic swamp spells. witch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who lives at the bottom of a lake? <laughs> Distributing swords, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. just gives you swords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, and it, it's real. Imagine if, it's all imagine real. If my... My science professor was like, guys, chemtrails are real. I knew it. (laughs) (laughs) It's real. All of it. All of it. Uh, um, (laughs) All the chemtrails. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the best thing, it's the absolute best fucking thing. They get to the lake and Doc Terror's got the crown and he puts it on. (laughs) He puts it on. 
<laughs> and his horrible misshapen half human half square offset fucked up body now has a glittering golden crown on it's, it's a real dumbest... contender for our episode t- uh, <laughs> episode image but i don't know we got a lot of contenders for that <laughs> yeah. oh my god it's so good and they get excalibur and melinda does her little heel turn here she's like nope i'm i'm taking it and it's like oh of course you know and she's like yep i descended, this is my descended of the lafays it's mine i'm taking it Everybody's got to bow down, and she makes all the centurions, and, you know, Merlin's like, Stand back! You know not the power of Excalibur. I have seen your magic. It is strong, but compared to Excalibur, no more than a breath of wind. And so everyone kneels. Okay, so this part, this part I want to dive into. Because they try to pull a real quick, fast one on us to set up. (laughs) that Excalibur is just so good at every, at just stuff. I mean, it's just really good and powerful Mm -hmm. in unspecified ways. (laughs) And if you even try to like use your cool lasers on it, like it'll just amplify its power. It's going to be so good. It's going to ruin you. Excalibur eats lasers. That's in the books. So sorry. (laughs) You didn't know that Austin. Well, you know, but like we thought look, Merlin was cool, and then Merlin went down like a piece of shit with one laser. So he like, can't right. eat lasers. That's why you have Excalibur. <laughs> sure, sure. Well, theoretically, that's why you have Excalibur. Um, you know, m- m- not Morgana. What's her name Melinda. again? Melinda. Melinda. So Melinda gets Excalibur, and we think, okay, is she gonna? I don't know. It's almost Schmorgana Lafay. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, is she gonna, I don't know, like gain like magic armor? Is she gonna like shoot beams out of it or something? Well, she, she goes to knight the centurions. Look, no, not just them. I'm pretty sure she says after subjugating her enemies and making them feel bad, she says, You shall all be my knights of the new round table. She goes full English royalty. I know you all hate me, but you're all going to be my trusted knights. Let's knight you. And it's absolutely completely off the wall bonkers. What the fuck is even happening? I don't. Right. I don't understand it. She does that. Okay, cool. Do do the centurions then suddenly get swords and have to fight the rest of the, the episode like with swords and shields and in a cool way? No, they sort of just pull a fast one immediately and knock the sword out of her hands. It goes back into the lake problem solved yeah he takes ace takes her up into the sky she falls she drops excalibur and as she's falling and he catches her he says i knew you'd fall for me sooner or later jail yeah (laughs) jail goofy but also the sword just goes back in the lake okay so this magical creature who lives in the lake the lady of the lake who who gives excalibur to people who are worthy uh can you are, are we suggesting that if she gives it, she she gives you, you know, the birthright to the crown of England, you drop it, it slips, it's wet, right? It's a wet sword. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're done. She, sure. ju- she just goes, you just fucked up and leaves forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because like her watery yep. hand comes out of the lake. They and play the footage the backwards, sword. right? Of her just putting it back down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah it's like it's like some sort of like extreme condition she's like you can have the sword live your life be the best king ever but don't ever accidentally drop it back in here because no takesy backsies i'm i'll take it from you that's mine yeah. again <laughs> oh is this for me Ooh, all right don't mind if i do if you don't want it i'll take it i'm king uh, of this fucking lake so, now bitch. so the sword the sword ultimately did nothing nothing it yep. did nothing yep. it did not help her it did not do Anything we and because they had no way to actually show they'd hyped up how good the sword was for so long uh, <laughs> that they had no way to actually deliver on it. Um, you know, hugely disappointed because <laughs> this episode was so apeshit. Yeah, that I just I really would have. I feel like the way to fix this right is is like I said before, like let let these characters let the centurions have swords and do some sort of knight's moment wouldn't that yeah, be fun because also like, then wouldn't that be a great way to like get a one-off toy variant into stores of them in I like know. 
with like swords and shit. They've got because they've got all these futuristic tech, like you know, gear sets. Maybe they get one gear set that's all like Renfair themed. They use the visionaries molds, right? The, yeah, just... exactly. Now that everyone's gonna have a big staff with a holographic face at the top, and 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 it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, um, I just the, the show is so dedicated to always doing the the teleporting guns onto your back at every mm-hmm. moment. It took that. me a couple of mentions, but uh, Visionaries is also has the deeply problematic misogynist who gets trapped in a hole with that woman. And is <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. You know they also got have thirty six characters, but Ugh. yeah, yeah, absurd. At the end here, they they win. The bad guys run. They get the crown back. They've uh, they've got the mirror, and they you know they've got the the archaeologist there with them, or the professor, the history college professor, and uh and and he's there with Merlin, and mm-hmm. they're putting Merlin back to sleep, and he's like, "You are worthy successors to Arthur's knights." I leave the realm in your care, for it is time to lay these old bones back to rest. Are you? Merlin are has they? decided he's going back to sleep. Yep. He has yeah, no. He's gotta. For no I, reason, really. For I mean, no he has, reason. He, I guess he's done. He's had his hero's journey. He's fucking Merlin. He's he's lived life for a thousand years or however long Merlin lived. It was a long time. Uh, yeah. Man. So, but but then but then why does he have to be this like? It doesn't, but again, yeah, it doesn't make undead, sense. Undead, undead yeah. sleeping man underneath Stonehenge. Can't he just die? Would, or would it kill them to be like... No, because he does time backwards. If the oh, episode okay. ended with, okay, Merlin, are you sure you can't wait just a day before you go back to sleep? Have you been yeah, you to... You want to try windsurfing? Have you been to the Magic <laughs> Kingdom? You You're going to love they, Taco Bell. Yeah, and then just like... <laughs> Credits montage of taking Merlin to Taco Bell, going windsurfing, going to Disneyland. Like, that's that's an episode. Now that's yeah. how you do a Merlin episode. <laughs> no, but I will say there's a fun touch at the end because the mirror that unlocked the tomb, they realize uh-huh. uh, they have to, they can't let this fall back into mortal hands to let Merlin out again. Because I guess I don't know for for reasons, and so. <laughs> They yeet it into space. <laughs> they just take the mirror and put it in space. It's a good, it's a good response. <laughs> yeah, which is also, I think, similar to how the last episode of Centurions ended with the cryo ray. It's just like we'll send one guy into space and yep. they deal with the problem. Shoot the problem. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go put this one together like a present and wrap it up. Hey, it's the wrap up and maybe maybe it's Christmas time we realized. I don't know. When's this episode coming out? Merry Christmas everybody. Merry Christmas at Renfair. <laughs> and a jolly good yeah. eventide. There should be a uh, Christmas Renfair. That that would be fun. I it's called the German Chris Kindles marked, I believe. It's not really Renfair. But you can kind when, of When when it's called Chris the- Kringles marked, you probably don't have to say the German in front of it. It's that's not actually what I said, but that's fine. Yeah, guys, I I guess we have a question ahead of us, right? Uh, um, we really do. Are we gonna keep watching Centurions <laughs> and Mask, or do we call yeah. it here? Do we have more? I mean, because yeah, I don't I don't know exactly where we're shaking out with the with the new year. It's nice to sort of start fresh at the beginning of the year. Yeah, but uh, I think that's not in the cards. I think um, that our I, our our release schedule has been so. If somebody wants to do some research, I would guess Mask has a little bit more blood to ring from that stone, but I feel like randomly picking Eps, we probably wouldn't hit it. But also Centurion yeah, seems to, to be Centurions, pound though, for pound a lot more yeah. entertaining. Yeah, I could definitely yeah. see us watching a little bit more Centurions. Yeah, so maybe if we can find a sufficiently uh, ridiculous looking Mask episode to pair with one more Centurions, I could be down because Centurions has been a, <laughs> a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, Susan, fuck. use okay. your laser. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Um, hey, just want to say, like, a lot of the sort of very basic end of the year stuff, but like, you all have been wonderful. Yeah. New listeners, old listeners, uh, 
you guys make this really special for us to keep doing, even if it's hard to do lately. Uh, we love coming back and doing this and man, it's just so fucking fun. It is fun. Yeah. Austin, you feel like you're doing that sort of like end of the telethon talk directly <laughs> to the audience moment. You it's know? true. It's true. Like, like I'm looking jo- at Johnny the Carson camera. comes out. He, he gets all the cameramen to come out front. Like, Oh, look at all these guys. Look at them all. I, I, yeah. Yo, mm-hmm. JC, he's the cue card guy. He's been, he's had my back for 30 years. Hi there, kids, JC. Yeah, it's eh, not I so do, good. Not so good. Great. <laughs> oh well, that's don't bring us down right now. It's the Christmas episode. That's why you're behind the camera, JC. Um, no, for real. I've got. I I have yet to to completely find my Christmas spirit. I'm sure I'll find it just in time. Uh, it's it's still weird times these days, and I've been working down to the bone. But uh, but yes, these bring me joy. This show brings me joy, and 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 you two do. I heart I heart both of you. Yeah. Um oh. hell yeah. My, my, my mask. Mask <laughs> God, you're gonna make me this is this audio is, I'm I'm gonna be able to tell exactly where those are because they're the ones that go completely off the scale. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. All yeah. right, everybody. That's it. That's what we got today. Yeah. See you next Tuesday. Oh, <laughs>